Peace and love, this is Brother Fahim, and you are now tuned in to the Lead with Logic podcast. You know the vibes. What's going on, party people? What's going on, brothers and sisters? What's going on out there? And welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, as always, man, I appreciate people taking the time out to listen to, uh, to what it is I have to say. I appreciate you guys uh, being resilient and uh, giving me your ear. For however long I record. <laughs> so as usual, like I always say, you know, relax your mind, let your conscience be free. Cause uh got some good stuff to discuss today. It's been um it's been a while, it's been a minute since I've been up in it. But uh life always travels at a whirlwind speed and pace. So I guess that's really no reason to to uh to slow down. We just have to weather and fair to storm, right? So yeah, in my, uh, for, for my uh, diligent listeners, you know, I always say, I don't really like discussing pop culture because really it's obsolete and irrelevant to the life of the everyday person. Um, however, like anything else, you can find the lesson, you can find that silver lining, uh, you can find that that good that you can benefit from and be your best self in. And so, <clears throat> yeah, it's all over the airways, it's all over the, the newsstands. Uh, what what motivated and inspired this podcast was the infamous slap her around the world. Uh, Mr. Willard Smith, uh, a.k.a. Will Smith, a.k.a. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, <laughs> uh, assaulted Mr. Chris Rock, Mr. Bring the Pain, uh, Mr. Pookie. So I figured I would come on and uh, try to look at a few things that I think people aren't going over. And maybe they are. I just hadn't really heard. So I uh, want to start out with a quote. And this quote, I think it's befitting of this topic. Um, my man Skip in Ohio, when I was in Ohio, it was a brother I used to talk to. Skip was retired Air Force, and I just love talking. I just love talking to wise people. Anyway, <clears throat> I was always a kid who liked to just listen and soak up the, the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that elderly people had to offer because it was almost like they could see into the future with their wisdom. So, Skip would all we would always talk just about life and how I was doing, and uh, he would drop gems on me all the time, and he dropped one that I think. Well, that I know I'll never forget. He used to say, young blood, adversity not as much builds character as much as it reveals it. And, uh, you know, he need not explain it to me, but I knew what he was saying, you know, in times of adversity. You know, you're going to really get to see people are going to expose themselves, right? You're going to see who people really are, what their core values are, what the essence of them are, because it's going to come out. And, um, I think that's what we're experiencing and that's what we're observing if we're watching right with our third eye if we're really paying attention we can see a whole bunch of things it's a, it's a whole lot to be exposed and so um i call this uh, episode the devaluation of black manhood now before i start um in in the wake of, of my last episode a dear brother of mine passed uh, mr yusufu 
uh, I think it's Lionel. I want to say it's Lionel Yusufo mostly, but we who loved him in the Chicago land area who were um, at Chicago State, we just called him Yusufu. Uh, Yusufu passed. And uh, Yusufu was one of my uh, more dedicated listeners. That brother was supportive. I, uh, I called, he was another mentor. And uh, he was a guy that, you know, I bounced li- uh, life off of. And uh, he was a sounding board. He was a great teacher, he was a great mentor. Uh, and he was a brother that I loved and I still love. Um, and I want to, uh, I want to remember him, uh, you know, and I would like to say what he, he would always, uh, say to me, we would always recite what Malcolm would say, Malcolm X. We both love Malcolm and we both tried to read as much Malcolm philosophy as we could, but uh, we would always say whenever we, uh, parted, departed each other, may we meet again in the light of understanding. So. I know one of these days, uh, me and Yusufu will meet again in the light of understanding. But the devaluation of black manhood, I named this that because that's uh, what I saw. That's what I observed from all entities. Those participants who were actively engaged, i.e. Will Smith, um, even Chris Rock to a certain degree. Not as much as Will Smith, but even Chris Rock. Or allegedly Chris Rock, let me say that. But also those people who were uh, con- uh, who were there, who were witnessing, right? And then also just mainstream uh, society. In this case, uh, the Oscar, uh, the whole environment, those people, those spectators, those participants, those who are in authority, they are a metaphor for mainstream society. And so uh, I wanted to call this the devaluation of black manhood because that's what I think the fallout effect will be. So, um, I'll just go over for those who did not witness it. I I, uh, I saw it, and I could not believe what I was seeing. I thought it was staged, right? Because, I, you know, when you look at people's character, um, there's a consistency that you look for and expect. My father used to always say, son, if you know the nature of the beast, you can, al- you can almost predict the beast's movements, how they're going to move and how they're going to navigate, right? So you need to learn people's nature because that will tell you what they're going to do. It allows you to think like them and allows, it allows them to almost be, uh, their behavior to almost be, uh, the repetitiveness of it allows you to, you know, kind of say, okay, this is, this is what's going to happen. So. You know, with Will Smith um, and Chris Rock, both of them, their personas are such uh, positive and uh, light, uh, just uh, pleasant personalities that they present or they project upon the world that what we saw was is just as much shocking and stunning as Chris Rock, what he said, you know, he was stunned, he was shocked, right? And I think seeing will behave in that way or seeing any person behave outside of who they are uh, it always has that effect on us so you know it was kind of disheartening to see that but again uh celebrities like i said they have personas we don't always know the person and i think that we should keep that into consideration when we're dealing with people who are quote-unquote celebrities or who just have high visibility right they have to project because there's a science behind marketing to make you pay attention, to make you 
buy in, whether it's investing your time or your dollars. So we have to keep that in mind. But what happened here? So I, uh, I, I'm going to try to break this down by everybody's actions. So we're going to start with Will Smith's actions. So, you know, uh, Will Smith, well, I'm sorry. Let me, let me start off like this. There was a joke made. Chris Rock made a joke about uh, Will's wife, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, he made a joke about her that insinuated or it was implying that uh, she had shaved her head, that her head was bald. He made a G.I. Jane joke. So initially, Will Will laughed. Jada kind of snided. She rolled her eyes. She, you could tell she didn't really appreciate the joke or she was uncomfortable with it. Will Smith then walks up to the stage nice and slow, stands in front of Mr. Rock and slaps him and then walks back. Now, at this point, you know, I think the audience and people who were there and also people who were watching all over the world thought, is this a part of the joke? Is this a part of the gag real, right? Are they going, you know, these two comedians, they are kind of animated. They can be excessively uh, and hyper uh, humorous. So maybe this is just something they're going to do and then they're going to hug it out. And then, you know, Chris is going to say, Jade, I didn't mean it. Come on, you know. Will, when he sat down, he commenced to shouting profanities at Chris. You know, he said, keep my wife's uh, name out of your fucking mouth, something like that. He said it twice. And Chris tried to reply. He said, look, man, that was a G.I. Jane joke. And the show went on. So that's what happened. Now, now I go with Will Smith's action. So he slapped Chris uh, in front of the world to see Right, he walked up there and assaulted this man. That's assault. He assaulted Will Smith. Assaulted Chris Rock. Um, I uh, saw where Chris Rock refused to uh, press charges, but he doesn't have to in some states. And as we're seeing in uh, with the Oscars, they are now investigating. It doesn't matter because <laughs> the witnesses to this crime was the whole world, not just the people who were in that building. But the world, everybody watching on, on television saw you slap this man, this innocent man working. But okay, but he slaps him. Um, obviously, his emotional state, right? His emotional state at that point was very, very, uh, <laughs> it, was in a, it was in a bad place. It was in a, let's just say that he wasn't in a place that was uh, rational. He was in a very emotionally what they say he was in the uh, the sunken place uh and some people would even go as far as to say it was a mental breakdown will had i i could agree with that i think we did witness a, a meltdown of will smith right but what kind of meltdown is it? is it a meltdown that the world circumstances and situations caused upon brought upon or was it something that was self-induced Right, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get more into that in a, in a second. Um, he then walked back to his seat unscathed. Right, no one said a word to Will. Nobody, no no stage hands. Nobody ran up there. No nothing. He was able to walk right back, just beeline right back to his to his seat. Right. In fact, they say at the break he was comforted by. Denzel 
and Tyler Perry, right? He was calmed down by these two. Now, that's not, well, <laughs> who, who comforted Chris Rock is what I'm thinking. But nonetheless, uh, then when he, you know, he was the Oscar winner for King Richard. Uh, this is when it got interesting. He made a speech and the speech was about love and how love make you do crazy things, how you are protector. Uh, and then he compares. Well, he apologizes, right, to everybody except Chris Rock. He apologizes to all the other nominees to the Academy, but he, he leaves Chris Rock out of that, right? But this is uh, something that I thought was alarming. He compares himself and his actions to that of the role that he played in Richard Williams. Now, that was interesting to me because... <laughs> Um, in a low point in one of the lowest points that we've ever seen this man in he uses that as a metaphor for an iconic legendary black man who rose his family and his daughters up from the ashes into greatness and he's, he, he makes a, uh, a correlation with that and I'm thinking wow this brother's mental this brother really needs some therapy. This brother's mental capacity is really, really, um, is he's having delusions of grandeur. That's what I'm thinking at this point. Like, wow, I didn't, Will Smith is far more gone than what I thought. But, um, yeah, that was interesting to me. And so that pretty much sums up, you know, what I observed about Will now. Well, Chris Rock, we'll go back to 2016. So in 2016, you know, there was a big, uh, there was a big brouhaha about the Oscars not recognizing any black talent. And one of the the leading protesters that was really at the, the tipping point, or the, not the tipping point, she was at the spearhead of it, was none other than Miss Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, in her righteous indignation, she mentioned that Chris Rock should not host the Oscars. Well, Chris had to get his bag, right? And so when he went on, he mentioned, he made a joke. He said, uh, you know, Jada not coming to the Oscars is like me uh, not getting an invite. And I'm paraphrasing, me and uh, uh, Rihanna's panties, right? It wasn't an invite to begin with. In other words, nobody, you know, wanted you here. You weren't up for anything, right? You had no reason to be there. So it's it's really not a big deal. But I just mentioned that because sources have cited that as they have a history because he mentioned or he made mention in mockery of Jada uh, boycotting. <clears throat> so that's where some people would justify uh where it started at, right? But he gets up there and he's making his jokes. He's making his rounds. It's early on, right? He's making his rounds. And he mentions the G.I. Jane thing. And uh, yeah, that's when Will comes up. Now, the next thing, he maintained his composure, right? He did not hit Will back. Now, here, here's, here, let me explain something. I read it. I read this on a meme on Instagram, right? Somebody said Chris Rock chose profit over respect. 
He chose the bag over respect. Well, <laughs> that is a that's a peculiar sentiment for us to have, right? Because there are sanctions that any job places on you when you are working with the public or when you are when you uh, have a uniform or when you are working for that said company. See, you're a part of that brand at that point. So you can be held liable if you do something that's outside of what they deem as respectable or that won't tarnish or that will, excuse me, that will tarnish their brand. So from a professional, from a more mature man's perspective, I totally understand and appreciate what Chris Rock did. Chris Rock was totally consistent to his character. He did not step outside. We have not known Chris Rock to be a fighter. In fact, if you read into Chris Rock's history, he was bullied as a child. He was bullied as a child. Yeah, that the show um, Everybody Hates Chris was loosely based off of his childhood, right? But there were some aspects that were, you know, pretty uh, pretty accurate. And him being bullied was one of those uh, aspects. And so he's always been a guy who, uh, not a punk, I would say, but he just hadn't been violent. And he hadn't, and that's okay. He hadn't presented himself to be violent. He's presented himself to be nothing more than a man and a comedian. But uh, from a professional and a uh, maturity level, he did the right thing. Now, the justip to juxtapose that, right, the street level is from that meme that I read or from that statement that I read from that person that he chose profit over respect. That shows that the uh, the irrational, the uh, the illogic, illogical uh, line of of reasoning and rationing that we have within our community, and it's disheartening. Right. It's very disheartening. It's very disheartening. And a lot of people said what they would do. A lot of older people, like I listen to Steve Harvey say, you know, you wouldn't have ran up on the stage. And I understand that. I get it. I get it. But and I don't think Steve was calling Chris out like the other guy was on Instagram. But what I'm saying here is there's a misinterpretation of what manhood is. He did what he he did what he thought was right in that moment. And it was a lose-lose, whatever he chose. And that was the fault of Will Smith. But as a community, we have to redefine what manhood is. And we have to understand that in certain circumstances, it's situational. It's not always being a tough guy. Because like Mike Tyson said, this is a thinking man's world. This is not a tough guy's world. You can get killed like that real quickly. Um, in the aftermath, uh, he allegedly issued an apology. I'm not sure how real that is. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen him come out right and say anything. I saw on Will Smith's Instagram page, he mentioned it, you know, he, he sent out an apology, but I, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked on Chris Rock's page, so I'm not sure, but someone said, oh, I saw where he issued an apology. Maybe it was Twitter, but, uh. So, yeah, these were these men's actions. That's what I observed. Now, what are the meanings and what's the fallout and the implications of all this? So this is what I would like to ask y'all, right? Or this is what I want to say. The Oscar security enable Will. Why? 
Why didn't anybody go up there and say anything? Why didn't somebody escort Will off? Why wasn't he escorted back backstage? Why was he removed from his seat? Now, ask yourself this, because a lot of people have been saying, well, uh, would Will have done that if he were white? I'm going to go a step further. If Chris was an LGBTQ member, if he was Jewish, if he was 50 Cent, if he was uh, Steve Harvey, would Will, would Will have reacted or would he have responded? What do I mean? What's the difference between a reaction and a response? You know, a reaction is something that you do not think about. You instinctively and you naturally move on it. But a response is what you do when you calculate it, when you, you, when you try to exercise foresight, when you try to think, hmm, what does this one move mean for nine moves down the line? How is this going to affect me? What are the potential rewards and what are the risks? What's the fallout from this? But see, when there's a low level of danger, as Mr. Kevin Samuel says, you tend to think and be a little bit more responsive than reactive because when there's no low level threat of violence, and this goes for all of us, you're more prone to react, right? My wife has a saying, the, the monkey knows what tree to wipe his butt on, right? And that's what I'm trying to say. You know, so would Will have done that with two groups and two entities who have all the capabilities of canceling him for no reason? Would he have done that? <laughs> I don't think so. Because that hadn't been what Will, that hadn't been what, uh, that had been consistent to Will's character. You can go and look up. Some of you would say, well, he did slap the white dude overseas that kissed him. He did, absolutely, but not with anywhere near the amount of venom that he slapped Chris Rock with. It wasn't even close. He mushed that, that dude. He all out slapped Chris Rock, another brother. Next thing, um, next thing that I saw that was, it's kind of getting typical at this point. Listen up, ladies. Um, a fraction of us, primarily women, are condoning Will's behavior. And that's so disgusting. It's disgusting. I keep saying that. Sisters, y'all need to do better. And brothers, if you if you condoning and you out there justifying Will's behavior, you need to do better as well. That's unacceptable. The example that I like to use is Tiffany Haddish, right? <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Tiffany Haddish. I respect her hustle. I respect what she's had to transcend in her life because I understand she's experienced great trauma and great pain in her life. Um, but right is right and wrong is wrong, right? Afterwards, they interviewed a bunch of stars and, uh, you know, they wanted to ask what happened. What, what, what do you think? What is your take? Now, I noticed two things about Miss Haddish's interview. Number one, she seemed, I want to say she was inebriated because she took a very defensive stance with the reporter. For you all who want to go and research that, look on YouTube, the E.T. Uh, interview with Tiffany Haddish about Will Smith and what happened. 
you know, obviously she respects Will and Jada, so she's going to be, I knew she was going to take up for him. I knew she wasn't going to be able to, well, I figured, let me say that, I figured she wasn't going to be able to separate uh, how she felt from what was uh, what was right. But um, it just seemed that she got defensive with this with this reporter, you know. But um, the other thing that stood out was she said she saw a man protect his wife. <laughs> she said she saw a man protect his wife. Wow, really? You saw a man protect his wife. You saw a comedian that makes jokes, make a light, non-malicious joke about his about a celebrity. These are celebrities now, right? I think what we have a, a tendency to do when we're justifying things is compare apples to oranges and uh, intermix. What's the word? I think it's conflate. We like to conflate or mix things that really are not related and we like to align them like they are, right? How in the world was Will Smith protecting his wife from a man? He didn't pose a threat. How was he protecting her? Listen, I didn't even realize that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia before you know, this whole incident. Why? Because if truth be told, you know, they're a very eccentric bunch anyway. Let's 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 be honest. They're not the, the typical. They're, they're up there with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. They dang, they damn near weird in how they move. So her cutting her hair off doesn't necessarily, in my mind, that's just her expressing herself i mean jada pinkett played in a punk band where she cut her hair on one side and had it over another you know th th that's not anything outside of the norm then y'all celebrities you put it out there on the red table talk for the world you open yourself up to a lot of these things that you are receiving listen y'all samuel jackson was a crack addict You've, you've heard him made mention, but him and his wife, they not all on TV discussing their business. They're not talking about the ups and downs and the woes and the yays of their marriage because they, they understand when you do that, you open Pandora's box for uh, acclaim, yes, but also for criticism. And once you open them floodgates, you can't never close them. So get ready. So how, you know, <laughs> that that told me, common sense told me, okay, Tiffany Haddish don't fool with Chris Rock. That's what I said. She don't fool with Chris Rock because when you listen to Ricky Smiley, when you listen to Steve Harvey, when you listen to Aries Spears, when you listen to all of these other comedians, they're saying what you did was this distasteful and ultimately it was super disrespectful, Will. What were you thinking? But I digress. My point was a lot of our sisters have this distorted image. They have this distorted. I'm reading it on Facebook. I'm watching it. I'm reading it in the comments on uh, on YouTube, but up under the videos of what happened. And it's disheartening. 
it's disheartening that y'all think that that's the way a man is supposed to behave to protect his woman. See, the thing about it is you never transgress the the limits, brothers and sisters. What do I mean by that? If somebody's using their words, you use your words. Will Smith is 250 pounds. He about 6'3", 6'4". Chris Rock is all of 5'9", 5'10". He probably 170 wedding boots. You mean to tell me, Mr. Smith, you couldn't have deepened your voice and you couldn't have looked at Chris or even better yet, you couldn't have pulled him and waited off to the side and said, don't do that. But see, we live in this age of Aquarius where it's politically correct and the queen mother is the beholden image that you can't even, now you can't even joke. You can't even, if she's uncomfortable, now what we're saying is it's okay to assault and violate a person whose job is to make light of society. Wow. Again, sisters and brothers, we have to do better. You should not be condoning that. You should not be justifying it. That's unacceptable because now Will Smith is potentially facing losing what he worked for for years. He's potentially facing legal ramifications. He's he's doing all that. But that's defending his woman. What does that place us in our community? That's shameful. That is shameful, y'all. That is so shameful. Hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's shameful. And I, and I say that because, again, it's really indicative of black women have really bought into this whole, again, this feminist idea. And it's killing us. It's killing us. And all for what? All for what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We, we, that is, uh, that's crazy. And, and, you know, one more thing about that, that whole, this whole, uh, condoning this, right? Because his woman was, uh, because she's, she had alopecia. No one is even saying, you know, they're, they're saying that Chris Rock had no clue that she had alopecia. I didn't know she had it. So we, you know, how do we even know that? Will didn't even think about that in his emotional rage. See, when you're illogical and you're emotional, your 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 uh, your reasoning, your rationing ability to think about just little things like that is reduced significantly, right? But that's so hypocritical because these same women who would say uh, we're against violence against women, some of y'all condoning this like he did the right thing. But when a woman gets slapped in the mouth or punched by a man, you hollering. So which one is it? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. 
This is something else that I thought was uh, was was interesting. Will Smith was consoled and appeased as if he were a victim because of Jada. Will uh, they, they they reported that Denzel and, and Tyler Perry went back there and Tyler and excuse me not Tyler Denzel told him the truth. He said, "Bro, at your highest moment, the devil coming for you." That was Denzel's way of saying you was wrong and you gonna pay for what you did. You were wrong. You were wrong. Then you made that speech up there crying. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Even within your supposed to be uh, atoning moment, you left out the brother that you violated. <laughs> you left him all the way out. What is that? Hmm. But uh, why why are they condoning this man, though? No. Why are they... Why are they <laughs> well... I, nobody showed, I haven't seen any video yet of Chris Rock being consoled. You know, nobody's saying, hey man, Chris Rock, what, is, what does that do for Chris Rock and all comedians? But really, y'all, well, let me slow down. Let me slow down. Um, yeah, he did, Chris Rock, where's his, uh, where's his sympathy? Where's his, uh, I heard people saying, <laughs> he's always got something to say. He's mean-spirited. Maybe he is. I'm not denying. Hey, man, people aren't. These are, again, there's a person and there's a persona, right? And sometimes the person don't measure up to the persona. Because, again, there's a, there's a science behind marketing. And you are more prone to buy from, to support, to have to engage with and to have an invested interest in the more pleasurable and the more pleasing and appealing uh, people, things, and places. No one likes a grouch. No one likes someone who is disagreeable or contrary. But we have to be mature enough and we have to be aware enough to say the, the, the person that I see on the street might not be the persona that I just viewed in the movie, right? But we act like we can't do that, by and large, collectively. Um, wow, I'm sorry. But yeah, my points to, to that I wanted to to, uh, to to speak on were after that, man. After I just, uh, you know, Will Smith being consoled and Chris Rock not really being consoled um, and then they went they went as far if he did hash out a, a, an apology I mean I I get it I understand but you know he has to it's, it's, it's so many feminazis it's so many feminists who are going to interpret this as he's made Jada uncomfortable he's mentioned something that she's been struggling with so he should he should have paid you know it's it's unfortunate and I don't feel I don't feel sorry for him, but I I I kinda loathe no, I do loathe the fact that within this society and this culture we're so politically correct that we have to even ap be apologetic about being a victim, right? Even if we're a victim, we still need to apologize just to stay in good graces so that these brands and these corporations won't suffer and then and our take our our cut of the bag isn't compromised <laughs> but um 
anyhow, a couple of things in closing, man, and then I'm gonna just uh, go from what I saw. You know, consistency of character, right? Will's not known as a tough guy. He's not known as a tough guy at all. He's he's projected and presented himself to be a pleasant, a positive, a mature, um, accomplished family man. For him to do this was so out of his character. It was out of his character. Um, but you don't get any points for picking on uh, the little guy. I tell my children that all the time. Don't come in this house and and you don't, you know, you you rough and tough. You miss the T with the little kids, but you miss the Rogers with the kids that are bigger than you. No, uh-uh. Keep the energy the same, and that has to do with not only just people respecting you. That's your self-respect. In order for you to maintain your self-awareness uh, and your self-respect, you need to be consistent. <laughs> either we're going to be ignorant with everybody or we're going to be respectful and responsive uh, and, 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 and and compassionate with everybody we're not going to pick and choose depending on how our emotions are that day right that's, a, in, that's indicative of poor character that's, that's sucker stuff and we're not suckers um you know, when you sign up for certain jobs, I'm of the belief that you have to accept what comes with that job. I'm going to tell you all something unpopular real quick. When cops die, it's no different from when active duty members die out in war. Why? Because they signed up for that. When I was a military member, I had to take in consideration if I go overseas to defend my country, to defend this country, I might not make it back. But guess what? That's what I signed up for. Now, I'm using that as a metaphor for celebrities. Guess what? And Will said this in his speech. You're going to be abused. You're going to be criticized. And yes, you're going to be the butt of some jokes. But that never gives you a right to resort or, uh, or, or, or turn to violence, especially when it's, <laughs> it's not really violence. That's been aggressed at you it was just a part of the job right we have to be stronger mentally than that brothers and sisters i did a show called shifting our values we have to shift our values so that we are mentally tough so that we're not grown men in our 50s physically but mentally and emotionally we're 13 years old we're five and nine years old that's shameful Something that I don't think people are saying. Maybe they are. I think the wise, the wise among us, those with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, are probably saying this. What message does this send young black people? Right? What message does this send the world? Right? I teach my children to lead with logic. Lead with logic. That's what that's all about. Because when you're leading with logic, you make better informed. You make wiser decisions. Right. So do we tell young black boys and girls as soon as somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, 
you lash out. Because see, to some of us, uh, at least in the mainstream, right? Will Smith is thought to be one of our best and brightest. And he 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 fed into that by the image that he he projected, right? So how how do we explain this to young people what they have seen? How do we justify this? Is this is this uh acceptable behavior? Is this how we expect our sons and daughters to behave when they have a problem? When they not even when they have a problem, <laughs> when they feel uncomfortable. And what does it tell the world? You know, I <laughs> When I deal with other ethnic groups, I have my own internal uh, discussions with with brothers and sisters. Right? Uh, what what what's for family's ears is not for strangers' ears. And when I deal with those people who are from other countries, whether they're African, Colombian, Panamanian, uh, uh, Russian. You know, Chinese, whatever. Those are strangers' ears. So you get the strangest conversation. I'm not going to discuss family business with you. But I say all that to say this. When people see things like this across their TV screens, <laughs> not that it's relevant or not that it matters or not, not that I care, but I understand how they, they uh, form these distorted perspectives of black people and of Black men in, in uh, specifically, particularly, right? Because Will Smith is thought to be uh, one of the best of us. And look how he broke down and behaved. All over a perceived joke and a slight. Yeah, what does that tell the world? You know, in that acceptance speech, he said he was he was looking like the uh, the crazy father, just like Richard Williams. They asked Richard Williams. He made a statement. Richard Williams, Serena and Venus's father, he said he didn't have all the details, but we don't condone violence unless it's self defense. So you absolutely were not. We are not in alignment with the elders when we go out there on a perceived slight. From a person that that's how they make their living when we attack them that is nothing it's nothing righteous or respectable about that men don't respect that men do not respect that they don't we're not talking about a situation where we on the street and someone disrespects your woman we're not talking about a situation where somebody puts their hand on your when your woman in front of you or, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about any of these things. We're talking about a comedian doing his job at his place of business, working, where you went. What I was going to say earlier and I stopped was this. You know, there's really a big move to censor comedians. And, and it it's not just... Uh, it didn't start with Chris Rock. I can go. I remember when they were digging up Eddie Murphy's past for some statements that he had made. They were, you know, uh, Kevin Hart. They wanted him to apologize for some statements that he had made from the past. So they're really trying to censor, right? Uh, what comedians say. 
It really, which is dangerous because I thought we lived in America where people had freedom of speech. Right? I thought people were protected up under the freedom of speech where they could say what they wanted to say. And I get it. There's a price for all freedoms and there's a price for speech. I understand that. But it, it appears that, you know, these entities, these these newly powerful entities, the LGBTQ community, if you say something about them, uh, 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 they tried. I forgot about that. Made me remember Dave Chappelle. They wanted to censor Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle said, nope, you can't censor me. I got enough bread. I don't need this money. You can't control me financially. That's how they control us, brothers and sisters. I.e., off topic real quick. What they're doing to Kanye West is they're enforcing financial and economic sanctions on him. That's that's all that's happening. They're trying to uh, uh, they're trying to neutralize and weaken him. You know. And if they can do that, you know, that's what they'll do to us all. That's why we have to uh, build something for ourselves, right? That's why we have to become more financially literate, more wealth conscious. We have to work toward those skills that will help us gain capital and liquidity so that we can step off of the corporate plantation and do something for ourselves. There's a lot of resources. There are a lot of things uh, available to us that we can use. But, yeah, it seems to be that if you say something that makes anybody from within the LGBTQ community uh, uncomfortable or that they do not like. If you say something uh, about the Jewish community uh, that offends them or makes them uncomfortable that they do not like. Uh, and now, uh, if you say something about women, right? I say now, I'm just referencing this new, uh, this new issue that Chris Rock and Will Smith are are going through or they're experiencing and the reason behind it all the reason why people have condoned a man violating or assaulting another man because a woman her <laughs> she has been violated she has been violated so yeah they've been trying to censor comedians like I said, like I've been saying, uh, we are we are participating in our own demise. We are throwing gasoline on the fire, brothers and sisters. And it's foolish. It's really it's really crazy to see. Right? It's really, really disheartening to witness. I watched Shannon Sharp talk to, to Skip Bayless about it, and Shannon was so on point. He said, I'd have whooped Will Smith's butt right there on stage. I'd have whooped him right on stage. And Chris would have been justified in doing that. He would have been absolutely justified. You know, if you, if you can't take a joke, then don't go to the comedy club. Don't go to see comedians. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to get joked on. Every great comedian I can think of, they always joke on the audience. T.K. Kirkland's motto is, if I don't offend you, I'm not doing my job. These are what comedians do. That's what they do. But we're getting to the point where we can't even say anything. You know that? And, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, 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 it's consistent with what's been going on. You can't call a, a woman big anymore. 
you know, you can't call a woman fat. That's fat shaming. Well, being obese is not healthy. How about that? And it's the truth. If you big, you big. That doesn't mean you can't get small. <laughs> you know, but it's all about it's all about not making women feel bad, not making them uh, reconsider because that's not cool. That's what this that's how they're that's how some people are justifying. Well, Chris Rock hate women. That's another thing. He, they, people are mentioning this uh, documentary that was uh, that Chris Rock made. Excuse me, called Black Hair. When you look at Black Hair, that was more or less informative. That wasn't mean and malicious spirited. It was a lot of black people and black women who absolutely endorsed and supported that. Right? He, what, what Chris Rock did was he exposed, and he, I shouldn't say, yeah, he exposed. Number one, how black people's perception of beauty is still European, right? You st he also exposed how medically we're killing ourselves with these perms and this weave. Yeah, he did that. But see, a lot of us involve ourselves still in that. So, yeah, we get offended and we get uncomfortable. But it's the truth, though. Perms were, were known and found, research found that they cause cancer. This weave you putting in these little sisters' hair, it's not helping their hair. It's hurting them. Am I condemning? No, I'm not. You do what you want. But don't get mad at the messenger Was because of the message, because the message is truthful and factual. Don't do that. Don't, don't say the brother is mean-spirited and he don't like black women. We haven't seen that. We haven't known that to be Chris Rock. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, um, I, you know, it's devalued because, number one, Will Smith didn't think enough of this black man to, to stay in alignment with this image, this persona that he has projected, right? He loves Uncle Phil, James Avery. He loves Richard Williams. But these men were men's men, right? These were men's men and they handled themselves as such. But he didn't handle himself as such. All behind, he was emotional. The manly thing to do for the brother would have, would have been to do is pull Mr. Rock to the side as a brother and say, hey, this is what's going on. But that wasn't done. He violated it. And then he added insult to injury and shouted those obscenities. And he was fully ignorant to the fact that if, if Chris Rock, did he do that? Did he even write the joke? Somebody said he didn't even write the joke. Next, why did the Oscars allow this to happen? Why didn't they remove Will? Why didn't they stop it? Why didn't they cut it? Right? At, okay, you thought it was a gag reel, but after all the, prof the profanity and the obscenities, it should have been cut. We should have said, you know, we got a break. Something should have been done. There should have been some kind of recourse. But you know why? Because it's it's standard protocol. Black life, especially a black man being violated, means nothing. It means nothing. 
is just another nigga getting slapped. Oh well. Oh well. And it reflects that sentiment through the statements that are through the through the statements that are made from us, from black people. Making memes, making a mockery. Black women saying, oh, uh, he defended his his wife. Black men saying, oh, you know, he's protecting his family. No, he's not. He's not doing any of that. He's making a fool of himself. And he's going to pay for that. It's repercussions, y'all. See, my cousin said something. He said, see, that's why the earth is round. Because what goes around comes around. Because if it was square, we'd fall off and we'd never be able to get back on. We'd die trying to get back on. You know, I had to reconsider. Uh, when I heard this happen, I said, wow, Will has a mean streak. And I had to say to myself, if at 53 years old, Will Smith has no more emotional control of himself. Maybe what Janet Hubbard was saying about him back in the day holds some kind of validity and truth. Maybe Will was arrogant. Maybe he did have a mean streak. <laughs> I mean, you almost 60, bruh. And this is how you behaving? I'm going to tell y'all something else. We have to fight with those who fight with us. I'm not saying don't defend yourself at whatever age. But I'm saying... After a certain age, if you still look at fighting as an option in conflict resolution, you a whole fool. You are a whole fool. And I'm not talking about somebody put their hands on you, somebody aggress your family, where they're going to harm your family, right? Where they're going to physically hurt you or your loved ones. That's not it. You always protect your family then. But words, just because feelings have been hurt. Yeah, you should, after a certain age, fighting should be off the table if it's not an imminent or immediate response. And it can't be helped. It's, you know, uh, if we can't get around it. But yeah. I said, man, wow, maybe Will has a, maybe Will, maybe I bought into the persona a little bit too much. Maybe I slipped. And I'm not perfect, y'all. I, I, you know, I'm not perfect at all. We have to, I have to do better. I really do. We all have to do better in our lives to be in more control. Um. I might have mentioned this before. I love characters like Vito Colleone. I love characters like James Ghost St. Patrick. I love characters like Franklin Saint. I love characters like Romello uh, Scuggs from Sugar Hill. I love characters like Tristan from Blue Hill Avenue. Why do I love these characters? Not because of the dope selling or not because of the crime. None of that. I love because they were... Uh, the characteristics that, that they exhibit and it's an extreme uh control that they they demonstrate i'm not glorifying i don't uh 
aim to be a drug dealer or destroy my community. None of that. I don't condone any of that. These are all things that are deplorable and despicable. But those personality traits uh, we can learn from. It's no different from I don't condone pimping, but I admire a pimp's confidence in himself because I'm not wearing them clown clothes. <laughs> I'm not putting them clown clothes on. I don't see how they do it and be talking the way they're talking. But I do appreciate that universalism and truth that they speak because a lot of it is uh, you can apply it. It's applicable to relations between men and women, uh, superior, inferior, subordinate, uh, superior, whatever, however you want to say it. Pimping and hoeing is just a metaphor for a relationship. Right? Uh, I'm not, I don't, again, I don't condone human trafficking or pimping. I just see it for what it really is, right? And as far as uh, confidence and wisdom with within relationships, I understand it. And like I say, I respect the, I respect the confidence that they have, right? In the same way that I respect the, the calm, control, uh, logical attributes that those characters that I uh, that I mentioned have, because it's something to be learned. You know, we we have to respond in those moments of uh, of trial. Otherwise, we are going to uh, we're going to fail. But black manhood is devalued. It's devalued within the black community. It's it's devalued within the the. Uh, the national community, and I would guesstimate it even in the world community. Black life is not, black black male life, black manhood is not something to be taken serious because there will be a far more of an outcry. There will be more of a protest than what, than what it really is. But the black men are the providers and the protectors and we're the warrior class. And someone has to protect us, if not physically, at least sympathetically and emotionally someone has to say man we have to do better than that we have to do better we have to do better man i hope i said something that somebody could learn from could benefit from um, or that you just appreciate it i'm always in appreciation for everybody who listens and i hope that you all continue to listen and come back to the leave of logic podcast i'm gonna get up out of here y'all Hey, um, in the in the words of Malcolm, uh, from the lips of my uh, my transition brother Yusufu, may we all meet again uh, one day in the light of understanding. Peace and love, y'all.